All right, let's come in, get settled. We have a special presentation today. Um, Tamor and Amina, okay, I'll go up here. Tamor and Amina are here from Kazakhstan, and um, they've been there two years now. Uh, we've been supporting them that whole time, and we're grateful that they had some time to come and share with us, and we're looking forward to hearing, so come on up. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, good morning, sorry. It's uh, evening in my country. I think I'm still jet lagging, I guess. <laughs> so it's uh, good to be here with you uh, to share with you what the Lord is doing in Central Asia or Kazakhstan. Uh, if you know your geography, you probably uh, know where Kazakhstan. If you don't, I'll, I'll help you. Uh, if you know where Russia is and you know where uh, China is, so it's like it's uh, below Russia. Uh, if you guys watched the World Cup, uh, you know, it's a big Russia. It's not Soviet Union anymore. So uh, we've been independent for uh, 25, uh, 27 years now. So uh, we're independent as a country. Um, I'm not Mexican, so even I look like Mexican. So if you uh, want to speak Spanish with me, I'm going to respond to you in Russian. Uh, <laughs> So Russian, it's a language. It's not like Russian when you, when, like my grandpa, Joel, used to rush to Walmart. Uh, not that Russian. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a Russian language. So uh, again, uh, good to be here with you and share with you what the Lord is doing. And I just want to say thank you so much for your prayers and for your support as a church. And I see you guys as a partners in the gospel. Uh, so we all uh, together working to proclaim uh, the, gospel, the glory of the gospel, that the, what Christ Jesus has done uh, for those who re repent and put their trust in Christ alone. And so uh, I just want to say thank you again for doing that. And it's my uh, privilege um, is to go and proclaim this uh, gospel to the peoples that doesn't know Jesus Christ. And so I'm here uh, with my beautiful wife, uh, Amina, um, and so we've been, um, we've been married for 10 um, months. I was going to say 10 years, but no, <laughs> 10 months. So we new weds, I guess, right? New weds? Yeah, so we, um, I think we, we, yesterday we celebrated our uh, fourth wedding uh, because uh, some of my family couldn't come uh, to our wedding when we a uh, year ago, almost a year ago. So and so it was fun to be to get married a fourth time. So <laughs> uh, I think this is our last wedding, right? So I don't want to do it again. I just want to enjoy. <laughs> so, uh, but I want to start with the um, with the passage. Uh, with Romans 10. I think some of you know this passage. It's a very uh, famous passage. Uh, it talks about uh, uh, to go and preach uh, the gospel. Uh, Romans 10, verse 11. And I'm going to read through verse 17. It says this, For the scriptures says, Everyone who believes in him, Christ, will not be put to shame. So that's churches 
goal, his missionary's goal, is to proclaim him, Jesus, so that those who will put their trust in him will not be put to shame. Sin, the sin puts us to shame. But Christ came to take that shame upon himself. And so it's our job is to go and tell those people around the world, even here in Iowa and around the world, that there is Christ who came and took the shame of this world upon himself. And so that's our motivation, is to go and proclaim that. And then Paul goes on and he says in verse 12, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. And in context here, he talks about Jew and Greek. And here we can talk about American and Kazakhstani. He says there is no distinction between you guys and those who live overseas. Because the Lord Jesus is the same for all. It's not only for Americans. Sometimes we think like that, right? It's for all, for Kazakhstan people, for Muslims people, for Russian people. Because he is Lord of all. And so that's what Paul encourages uh, Roman believers. He said he's Lord of all. And that's what Paul is doing in his work. And he's going to proclaim the gospel, not only to the Jew, but also to the Greek. And so uh, my, uh, as me, as a pastor, you know, I'm not only proclaiming the gospel to my people, but also if I'm here, I'm proclaiming gospel here too. Because sometimes we think like, oh, if I'm a missionary, I'm just doing mission work over there. But also Lord opens the door here for me to proclaim gospel to. There's a lot of Americans who doesn't know Jesus. And they called to come and, and, and repent and put their trust in Christ uh, Jesus. And he goes on and he says, For everyone who calls on him, uh, on the name of the Lord, will be saved. Wow. If we call his name, and we will be saved. And then Paul goes on and he says in verse 13, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? So what Paul is doing here, he's saying, yes, there's a Jesus Christ, and everyone who put their trust in him, they will be saved. But the question is, how are they going to hear about him? And he gives this argument, and he says, and how, we, uh, and how are they to believe, in verse 14, in him of whom they were, have never heard? And how are they not to hear without someone preaching? So as a missionary, it's my job is to go to preach. Preach who? Jesus. Like Paul says in 1 Corinthians, Jesus and him crucified. That's our, my job is to go in. This is our job is to go and preach Christ and him uh, crucified. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? So Paul is saying, to do that, you have to be sent to that place to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
If, I'm, if I stay here, they're not going to hear the gospel because I'm here. But if I'm sent by the church to proclaim, they will hear about Christ and they will put their trust in him. And he quotes Isaiah, he says, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Everyone who preaches the good news, locally, internationally, have a beautiful feet. Sometimes we can think it's only missionary or related. No. If you preach the good news at school, at your home, at church, you have a beautiful feet. Because that's what he says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach. He didn't say how beautiful the feet of those who go overseas and preach the good news. He says, how beautiful. If you preach home, at your home, work, or school, here locally, you have a beautiful feet. And then verse 17, he says, so the faith comes from hearing and hearing through the words of Christ. So what Paul is saying here, he's saying how people come to Christ when they hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, not by seeing, but by hearing. Not the words of the preacher, not the words of the missionary, but the word of God, the word of Christ. So all my ministry, it's based on this book. I want to preach this book. I want to go and tell the nations about God in this book. Because everything we do, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so the glory of God motivates me to go and proclaim his marvelous work that he has done in, in the cross for sinners like me, like you. And there's so many people and overseas doesn't know that. They think that by their good works, they can obtain or they can go to heaven to show God that they did good things. And then they will say, God, I did this and let me into heaven. But we know that the scripture teaches us that Jesus himself says that I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So as a believer, as a pastor, as a missionary, I, I believe that. I believe that Jesus is the only way to the Father. And no one can come to the Father except only through him. And I know there's so many people here and overseas doesn't know that. And so and my goal is to go and proclaim that good news of Jesus Christ uh, to those who do not know him. And so it's my privilege and joy to go there. And I've been in, in Kazakhstan for two years. And I'm so thankful what the Lord is doing there. 
by God's grace, we uh, planted a church. Uh, I thought it would take long, but it didn't. And so we, uh, my co-pastor, his name is uh, Denise, uh, he also graduated from seminary in Michigan. He went to uh, Puritan uh, Theological Seminary in Michigan. And so he, um, was, he was so excited about Kazakhstan, and he wanted to plant a church. And when I was here in the States, he, he heard about me, and he gave me a call. And he said, I heard you want to go back and reach our people for the sake of the gospel. And he's like, I want to partner with you. I want to, uh, to plant this church. And can we be co-pastors and do that? And so he, uh, he went to Kazakhstan first from the States. And I was doing internship at First Family Church in Ankeny. And so he came to Kazakhstan and he met with my dad. And, um, and so they were talking about this and because my dad and my family had a small a group of believers that meeting in my parents' house, uh, doing Bible studying and just uh, teaching them. And then, and then uh, when I came back uh, two years ago in, a, uh, in June, uh, we all met and we prayed about this, how we can start a church. And so by God's grace, we started a church and we called Maranatha. Uh, some of you maybe know what Maranatha is, right? It's taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, uh, verse 22, where Paul says, if you do not love the Lord Jesus, be cursed. And he said, Maranatha. And it's an Aramaic word. It means, Lord, come quickly. And I hope some of you praying that prayer, Lord, come quickly. And so that's why we called this church, because we believe that we want the Lord to come quickly to, so that we can be with Him. And, um, and so we started uh, Maranatha uh, Church, um, and um, it's been amazing how, what the Lord is doing through Maranatha Church. And, and having another elder with me, it's, it's really hard to start a church by yourself. So you need a team. And, and so I'm so thankful. My parents helped. And there's others who uh, in Kazakhstan serving. And they were part of the team. And we are uh, doing this uh, together uh, to plan this church. And, and so um, and, and being a pastor in, in, in overseas, is, uh, it's, um, it's very challenging. Uh, when I was an intern here in America, I was so excited about intern preaching and meeting with people, but now I'm not an intern. Now you're in the ground, you know, you, you do the work, and it's very, very challenging. So being a pastor, it's not easy. Like when I used to thought of, oh, it's easy, it's going to be fun. And, and then when you're meeting with people, and there's a different type of people when you're canceling them and... and uh, uh, talking to them and uh, teaching them, it can be very challenging. But I'm so thankful to the Lord that He is so good. He's so good and He gives me strength and grace to continue that. Sometimes you feel as a pastor, sometimes you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Uh, because it's so tough, it's so hard. 
And you ask this question, why am I doing this? I could have done something else. Because I went to marketing school, I can do business if I want. Or something else, maybe I'm, not too, I'm too short to play basketball. But, uh, <laughs> but I could have done something else. But then I, uh, I preached to myself, I... Um, I tell to myself that because I love God's glory and there's so many of my friends and family, uh, they do not know this glorious Christ. And so, and it humbles me and, uh, to, uh, to do the work. And I know if when you read the scriptures, you see uh, apostles, it was not easy for them. And they, like Paul says, I kept the faith, right? I finished the race. And, and I'm so thankful for the scriptures that helps me to do that. Helps me to, to do the, the work that God called me to do. And it's not easy. I'm not saying pastoring it's easy. It's hard, but, but at the same time, it gives me a lot of joy. Uh, because because I serve the great master. And he gives me strength, and he gives me encouragement to continue to do that. So, uh, Lord willing, uh, this coming September, we will be celebrating as a church a two-year. And we have uh, uh, 15 members, and we have 15 attenders. So, uh, and we, uh, a lot of people, they have a questions, um, how to become a member. And so we, as a church, we believe, we uh, do a lot of, maybe you guys heard this ministry of nine marks of the healthy church. Um, and so we, we believe in membership and we're trying to plug people uh, into local churches. Um, and so we always encourage people who come to our church to, to not shop. You know, like people like to shop churches. <laughs> and so we encourage them to be part of a local church. They can be in our church, they can be in somewhere else. But because we believe that's what the scriptures calls us to be part of a local church. And so we're thankful that there's a 15 people who um, uh, said that we want to be part of Maranatha Church. And there's a, a few are thinking and praying and we're helping them uh, to be part of the local church. And uh, and so we at the church we uh, we love preaching. We we uh, we uh, when we started our church we preached First uh, John, and there was only five chapters, and we it took us a one year to finish First John, uh, and and so I did Philippians for eight months, and so we take uh, uh, two three verses and try and explain the the. Uh, the Word of God in 45 minutes in two, ver- in two or three verses. And so it's very exciting. And, and a lot of people there, they just, they never heard sermons like that uh, so long. And, and you take two or three verses and you, you explain and you go uh, books by books. Uh, and, so, and so it's a new, for some believers, it's a new thing. And they're like, wow, like I, I used to hear topical preaching. And how to be a good husband or a wife, or uh, and so on. And but they, but we take books, and we be, because we believe we want to preach the whole counsel of God, 
And so, and uh, we rotate, my co-pastor and I, we rotate. So sometimes he preaches Old Testament, I preach New Testament. And so, and then I preach Old Testament and he preaches New Testament because we believe we want to proclaim the Word of God. And, um, and so, uh, and again, uh, we have some non-believers who come uh, to our church and we pray, we pray hard that God will save them. Uh, all those two years, we, we had people, Nambula came, and no one yet uh, put their trust in him. And that's uh, very um, discourages in a way, you know, like when you're preaching the gospel hard and, and faithfully proclaiming the word of God, and no one coming to Christ. And, um, and so we, we, uh, we are patient <laughs> with that because we believe that God saves people, not me, not my co-pastor, God saves, and, and and we just faithfully want to proclaim scriptures, and and we believe someday they will come uh, to Christ. And so we have, uh, I'm discipling a couple guys uh, uh, that meeting with them and explaining the scriptures to them and uh, pushing them to Christ, because only Christ can do uh, the work. And I'm so thankful my wife discipling a couple girls who are not a believers. And they have a lot of questions about scriptures, about God. And, and so we patiently uh, discipling them and, uh, and studying the scripture. My wife goes uh, Gospel of Mark with a couple girls. Now she, had a, she used to have a, a, a disciple and she taught her how to disciple others. And so she now, as we hear, and she's a discipling uh, other girl, and, and they're going through the gospel of Mark. And so when we're hoping and we're praying that uh, the Lord will save her. And so I will ask you guys to pray for us, to pray that God will uh, save people. We have uh, two guys who are not a believers, and they come to our church. They like our church. They like they say they, when they're around us, they feel this love, and, but they, it's hard for them. It's too risky for them to put their trust in Christ because they think they're going to lose family or friends. And so, but we preach Christ and we say that Christ is worth it. He's worth it for losing um, everything because he's all we need, right? There's a great hymn, right? Uh, I need you, Lord every hour and and so and so that's what we proclaim and we want them to know that and they ask really tough and good questions and, and sometimes it can be challenging and uh, but but we trust the Lord that he will uh, um, save them and so uh, that would be great if you guys will join with us to pray for non-believers who come to our church and and they will um, repent and they will put their trust in Jesus and, and love him with all their hearts and soul and mind and strength. So that's our goal. But uh, also as a church, we're not only um, reaching uh, uh, non-believers, but also there's believers who need help, who need to grow spiritually uh, because some of them still drinking milk and they've been believers for many years. And so we want to, them to grow in Christ and be part of a local church and love one another and, uh, and to serve him 
And I, we believe that if we do that, if we make the church healthier, and we believe that they will go to their uh, secular jobs and schools and homes, and they will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Some of them doesn't know how to share the gospel, um, and uh, they understand, but they doesn't know how to proclaim it. And so we teach them how to do that, uh, because sometimes you have to be careful, uh, because it's illegal to. It's not here, like in the States, you know, I, I was, uh, my wife and I, we were at the farmer's market, and there was some guy who was standing and preaching the gospel. We can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I'll go to jail if I do that. But, uh, so, but we want to be creative and wise, and, and most time what we do, we invite non-believers to come to our homes. And my wife and I, we decided to open our house, uh, and we believe that our, our home uh, our little apartment uh, is f- it's for the Lord. And so we every week, every Friday, we have people over. And we feed them and we talk about God and we play games and just trying to reach and build relationships uh, with them. And so we are very thankful that God provides uh, for us to do that every week. And we have sometimes 15 people, 20 people, home and uh, and so it's a joy for us to uh, do that uh, with my wife and to serving the Lord serving the church uh, over there and so um, and we're thankful and it's a yeah since we got married we start inviting people and they start coming and eating our food it's great <laughs> and uh, and then uh, and so but God provides and uh, and so we want to do that uh, to as a pastor, it's my one of the qualification is to be hospitable, and so and and I'm thankful for my wife who helps me uh, to realize that and see that. And marriage is awesome. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, my sanctification process uh, went uh, three times faster, you know. And so and I'm so thankful for my wife. She has this heart to serve other people and to love. And she reminds me that's that's my job too because I'm sometimes you know uh, we people like we like our own bubbles you know, and so but m- my wife helps me to see not just only my bubble <laughs> but there's other bubbles that I have to love, <laughs> and so and so it's great. I'm I'm really thankful and I'm thankful for my parents that they were there and just helping me and challenging me and showing me. Uh, what it means to be a pastor and how to love people and how to uh, be faithful to my wife and, and watching them, uh, my mom and dad and uh, siblings and so and, um, and so I'm really thankful that we partnered together uh, for that and uh, uh, for the sake of the gospel and so and uh, yeah I just want to say that the Lord is good and he um, is doing his work, and he using different people. Um, he can use you, and so and and, and he uh, uh, he chose me to uh, to go to Kazakhstan to my own people. It's so tempted, you know, when I lived in America, it's so tempted to stay here. The life here is easy, you know, but but I realized at the same time that uh, those people without Christ are going to hell. And I'm here enjoying this American dream. And so, um, and by God's grace, I, uh, you know, I chose not this life, 
I chose uh, to serve the Lord. If you remember Isaiah 6, when he uh, saw the Lord and he saw his holiness and God forgave him because he realized that he's a sinner. And then God forgave him. And then God said, who will go for us? And do you remember Isaiah's response? Said me, I will go. Why? Because, because God is holy. And, and there is a forgiveness in Christ Jesus. And there are so many who doesn't know him. And so, so that's why um, I'm there and serving uh, the Lord. And it's hard, it's hard. And, but I'm thankful it's hard because God gives grace and he gives help to continue his work. And so I just want to say thank you so much, Martinsville Community Church, to supporting uh, me and my wife uh, to uh, continue uh, this work that God called us to do. And, and thank you for your prayers. And I hope you do receive my uh, monthly updates and you can see what the Lord is doing. And I will continue to send them to you guys. And so you, can, you guys can pray. And, um, and, um, and please respond to my emails. Uh, that would be great. And I want to know what the Lord is doing in your life. And how can we be praying uh, for you? Sometimes you guys pray for us. But we we all brothers and sisters in Christ, and you guys go maybe the same struggle we do, and so and how we can my wife and I how can we be praying for you as well? How can we be supportive to you as a church? Uh, because sometimes I don't want to just be receiving from you, and it's not biblical, you know. So we want to give as well. We want to uh, pray for you and uh, as a as a whole church, how we can do that. And so please, uh, if you receive email from me, email me back and uh, tell me how you doing, how can I be, and my wife can be praying uh, for you guys uh, because it's our joy and pleasure to do that, to support one another. And so um, we have a little gift uh, for you to the church. Uh, we want to give and... Um, and so I don't think, when I came in, I didn't see Kazakhstan flag. So now you have one. <laughs> so next time I come, I want to see it over there somewhere. So, uh, so you can have this. And also we uh, got you this uh, beautiful picture. It's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not horses. It's a cow, I think. And the yurts. Uh, you know, we... Yeah, we eat them, so you don't have to eat <laughs> horses. But you guys eat cows, so, so I think that's appropriate. Um, so we want to just give you from us, from Amina and from Maranatha Church, uh, we want to say thank you to you guys and um, for your support and uh, for your prayers. And so we have little gifts for you uh, to your church. And so I hope you will enjoy it and, um, and think about cows when you eat them. <laughs> um, so if you guys have um, any questions uh, to me or Amina, uh, please, you can ask, and, and, and if we have time. We have about 25 minutes for questions. Oh, so, so yes, thank you for your presentation. It was good. Um, and yes, we'll try to get that flag up somewhere. Yep. Um, you have your monthly newsletter. We try to get that into our messenger 
um, that we hand out to people, but you have an actual mailing list, right, that you go through and send it to. Mm. And if you guys want to correspond yes. to him, you can touch base with him and he can, or I can pass your email on and you can get directly connected with yeah. him and then it's easier to respond to him. And Yeah, so that'd be good. Okay, questions? Hi, um, hello. I just want to ask you the, the language that you speak in Kazakhstan mainly, and then also um, your main opposition, is it Islam or...? Yeah, um, so we, we do, uh, I do speak Russian. Um, uh, my cousin, I used to speak Kazakh when I was a kid, and then um, when I got adopted, it ruined everything. Um, <laughs> my dad didn't want to speak Kazakh with me, so he's like, uh, we need to speak English. Uh, and so, and I live in a city where everybody, most of them speak uh, Russian and Kazakh, and so, and so I'm, I'm doing better with Russian than Kazakh. And, uh, but someday, you know, who knows, maybe I will learn um, Kazakh, and yeah. So that's the language. We, we, I preach in Russian, um, so uh, every week, yeah. And um, some people have difference about if it's a Muslim country or a secular Muslim, uh, because and, uh, sometimes I, I read news and they say that we uh, secular government, uh, but, but they do have big uh, Muslim community that, and there's a lot of younger people there are uh, kind of getting serious about Islam. Um, and so um, and some, I met some Kazakhs who are atheists. They don't believe any, you know. And so we, we also have Russian Orthodox Christianity. So those are the two big uh, religion uh, groups that, that, yeah, they oppose both, uh, on both sides, you know, against uh, Protestant Christians, so. I was curious, are there a lot of people that are like spiritually apathetic, like just don't really care about religion, or are people usually pretty, um, you know, committed one way or the other? Uh, it depends, so like some I met people who are not interested, like they believe there's no God, and uh, and so so it's interesting to talk to them. And there are some who uh, thinking about those things, and they some don't understand a lot of Islam. Even they call themselves Muslims, but they sometimes doesn't know what they believe because their parents told them, like, "Oh, you're Muslim." So uh, I always tell them, you know, they they all, they always tell me like, "Oh, I'm born in a Muslim country," you know, and so automatically I'm a Muslim. So I always tell them, "If you're born in garage, you, you become a car," you know, like. <laughs> So you, uh, you know, so if you go McDonald's or your burger now, so like, and so like I try to challenge them, and and uh, and I, uh, Muslims people they like to debate, they love to debate with you. They they like to talk about oh the scripture is corrupted, it's written by man, and uh, you guys believe in three gods, you know, and so on. And I I don't like debating with them. I just go to the issue, you know, I trying to show them uh, their sin and, and, uh, and the holiness of God. Uh, so if you preach that way, they will be like, wow, God is holy. And, and, and so when you see, if you understand God's holiness, you can understand your sin. And so that's, that's my method, how I share the gospel with them. But it's fun, it's, it's really fun. But sometimes it can be like very like aggressive.
So um, you talked about Russian Orthodox people, and they are free to to um, worship, um, but they're mostly Russians that do that. So you, as a as a Kazakh pastor, um, what restrictions does Maranatha Church have on it, for example, or if any, um, to hold services, to um, invite people to church, to worship, those kinds of things with with Kazakh people. So, so yeah, Islam and Russian Orthodox, they uh, are recognized by the government as a state, I don't know, like how you say state religion maybe, so they, they kind of solid there and so they won't have any issues. But Protestant, they, they see we are as a sect and so uh, to, and we, we propagate some kind of uh, religion and um, and so so we have to be uh, you have to have 50 people to register as a church um, and so we are thankful I have a good friend uh, he's Presbyterian and uh, they have their own church they're registered as a church and so he's a good friend of mine so we asked them if Maranatha Church can join them uh, for registration so we add few people to their um, members but we don't practice what they practice. We're just kind of a part of, so we can own their build, so we can meet on their building. So we have our building that the Presbyterian Church meets in the mornings, and then we meet afternoon. And so, but we do our own thing, and, and so, but we do partner that way. And so a lot of churches, they're small. They go to registered churches, and they say, hey, can we be part of you so we can meet in a building? Because it's illegal to meet at homes, uh, and so, uh, because they think that if you meet at home, you're building a bomb, like, and so they try to protect that. Uh, so they they will seek for, uh, Muslims when they meet at home. They will, you know, or other groups. So they wanna that. Yeah, so you have to be registered so they can control what are you doing. And so, but but there are so many house churches, um, and uh, so yeah. So but we as a Maranatha church, we're in the building. And so that's that's the way we're safe. So if someone comes to check and we say, hey, we're part of this Presbyterian church, you know, and so I was like, oh, you guys good. So, yeah, so that's what uh, we do. There. That's the way to do right now. But we're hoping someday we will get our own registration, but we don't have enough people. So we need to, we only have 15 members and we have more to go to get 50. Tamar, I see from the pictures that we get on email, your city's beautiful, and you're always talking about how much you love your city. How big is the population that you're dealing with there? Uh, two million, uh, uh, maybe more, uh, maybe two and a half million or three million now. So, uh, yeah, I do those pictures so that you guys can come visit me. Because something, uh, if you guys saw a movie Borat, don't watch it. I don't recommend it. But, uh, you know, he very gives really bad uh, tells about our country that we live in, like, in the villages and so on. No, we don't live in it. We're not third country, you know. So we, uh, but it's a nice city. And, um, and so we grow in and we've been independent for 27 years. So, and... Um, so we are thankful. Yeah, so two and a half million people live there. Hey, Tamar. 
Uh, what's the makeup of the church as far as like the ages of the members and then the attendees? And then what do they do for a living to get a kind of a glimpse of what, what's the makeup of the body? Mm. Um, so we do have a lot of young adults, but that's not our goal. So, uh, But we do have few people are married and uh, have kids and uh, we have one elderly person and uh, she when she comes to our church is like she sees all these young adults people and it's like what i'm doing here <laughs> and i'm like relax it's it's a church it's okay to hang out with the young people but uh, we we don't want to collect just young people you know it's our church is open for everybody uh so we want to see more older people in our church because i think it's more fun with older people than with young people uh and so and so we encourage uh and we, we're hoping someday we will have that. But uh, for right now, we have a lot of young adults. They all graduate from college, a single, and they are come to our church. Most of them are uh, uh, computer engineers and uh, teachers, um, doctors, nurses, um, students. So, yeah, that's the majority of people that come to our church, yeah. Are you going to let your lovely wife speak? No, it's it's good to have you two here, um, tomorrow. Uh, I just wondering what, um, and maybe you already talked about this. What Kazakhstan, the people there, think of America? Do they think of America? It's a big barrier. They think of Christianity as from America, and that's why a lot of them don't want. Maybe it'd have anything to do with it. Is it? What do they think about our country? Oh, most of them want to move here. <laughs> uh, when when our president of Kazakhstan came to meet with Trump, and uh, and you know, for Americans, for you to come to Kazakhstan is visa free, but for us, we have to get visa to come here. And so our president said, "Hey, we to Trump." He said, "Hey, we open our country for you now. Can you open uh, your country for us?" And, and so there's a joke uh, going around in Kazakhstan, and they said, if, if that happens, last person, don't forget to turn uh, the lights off at the airport. <laughs> so that's how they love America. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what, ha- yeah, if, if, we, if you allow us to come, uh, the whole country, will, 17 million will move. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Um, um, I don't know, uh, it depends on people, you know, so like my wife, what she went through when she became a Christian, what's a little bit different than when I was, you know, so it, it depends on the person. Some, some, we have now second and third generation Christians, so we're really thankful to that, uh, to God, but there's some, our first generation, so there's some, they have hard uh, with the family, especially, you know. So, um, but yeah, it depends on the person and the family. Uh, Timur, to get into the country as a missionary or Christian worker, can you get a visa to do that, or do you have to um, be in the country 
short term to do that or do you have to go in as some other occupation? Uh, so for me, because I'm a Kazakhstan citizen, I don't need to have visa. Right. Uh, so I can, uh, because now there's a lot of laws are changing uh, because of terrorism. And so they're uh, trying to be careful how they, uh, who will come, even like Muslims, you know, they don't want a lot of uh, Muslims from different countries to come and teach. So they have to go through the process. Uh, and, and if you're a foreigner, you cannot preach or teach unless you have that kind of visa, uh, uh, you know, missionary visa. But I, I'm not sure, I don't know anything about it uh, because I never met anybody who had this. Uh, missionary visas. So, so maybe some Muslims have that if they come from different Muslim countries or from Russia, they might have like orth Russian Orthodox or a mosque, you know, Mullah, uh, they might have, but I don't know. So sorry, I can't answer to that question. But I don't need it, so so I'm thankful. It, no. So I'm, uh, and um, yeah, a lot of people, when I tell them I'm a pastor, they get confused. They think they see, they want to see me with a big cross and big hat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest hat you have, the more holy you are. But uh, I'd like to hear your wife's story. How did, how did you come to know the Lord? You want to come and share? She had a really good testimony. Yes, просто поделись, как. Sorry, we speak in Russian to each other. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, I became Christian when, like, 10 years ago. Uh, I was in high school, and um, my good friend and whole her family, they're Kazakh. They become a Christian. And, uh, like, like, for me as a Kazakh, it was really strange, because, like, for us, like, if you become a Christian, like, that means that you become a Russian. I mean, it's, like, because of Russian Orthodox Church. So uh, it's like, it's, it means that you deny your nationality, you deny your country. So uh, like for me, it was the same feeling. So uh, like three years, I was kind of, don't tell me about Jesus. I don't want to hear nothing about that. And, uh, but she uh, invited me to the, her church, to the youth group. And uh, I, was, I was looking to, at them and uh, I was kind of was shocked, like, they, they were different, you know, from uh, other my friends. And I was just seeing that something, you know, something in them different. And uh, after three years, I was, like, in that age, like, when you're 18, 17, you start to think about the meaning of life. So at that time, I was, like, uh, I was start to think about that, and it's like, I realized if there is no God, there is no meaning, you know. And uh, that point just, you know, changed my mind. And uh, I started to come to the church. And even, like, one uh, lady became my mentor. And she showed me how to, you know, how to study Bible, how to read Word. Uh, and, uh, like, a few months later, uh, God, he showed me about my sin and about the, his holiness. I wasn't like a bad person who are like dr drunk or, you know, do something bad, but it just, you know, I have seen, you know, and uh, God showed that in my life. And uh, yeah, and yeah, and I become a, a Christian. And, uh, but yeah, I'm still 
like just only me and my family, uh, they're, they're kind of nominal Muslims. So I'm still only Christian in the family. And uh, it was hard for them, you know, to explain uh, that I become a Christian. And uh, especially for my brother, it's like, uh, it's like you're, you deny, you deny like your country, your nationality and stuff like that. So um, it was hard. And uh, they still cannot understand that, you know, they kind of, you know, they against of that, you know, and uh, when we spend time with our nephews and nieces, that before our meetings, like my my brother-in-law, my sister says, it's like, a, uh, don't listen to them if they will speak about God. So they were trying to protect them from, you know, our faith. And um, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, God, like, yeah, it's like six Six years ago, God called me to be the full-time missionary. I was in YWAM, part of the YWAM, and uh, before, and uh, yeah, so uh, he just, you know, called me to do something. I don't know. Yeah. And then now I'm, yeah, I'm Timur's helper. So she, yeah, <laughs> she, um, she used to go to a different church. Yep. And, um, and so I was pastoring Maranatha, and uh, there was a, 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 with a bunch of pastors in Almaty, we get together, just, you know, talk, and uh, how we can uh, partner or pray for one another, and, and I was, some of you probably know, I ask you guys to pray for my future wife, and God answered the prayer, <laughs> and, and so I was uh, with her pastor, and just talking, and I asked uh, her pastor, uh, do you guys uh, have a pretty girls in your church? <laughs> and they said, yes. Oh, he said, yes, I do. And so he showed me a picture of her on Facebook. So thankful for Facebook. And so I texted her on Facebook uh, that evening, and she responded, 11.30 at night. I was like, and so, and then, and then next day, like all solid men, you know, they do, they ask girl for coffee. Uh, but first, you have to ask her if she likes coffee. <laughs> so that's what I did. I asked her if she likes because I do. Uh, and so, um, and um, yeah, she said she will come on a date. And so we uh, went on a date, our first date. It was awesome. And, and then we got to know each other for a month. And then we started dating for four months. And then uh, we got engaged last June. And then last September, we got married. So we did quick. <laughs> That's what Christians do, do quick. <laughs> I mean, there are some guys, you know, they're just walking around the girl, you know, for five years. <laughs> Is she for me? No, no. I didn't do that. I used to do that. It, was, it didn't go anywhere, but I'm thankful I did the right thing. So, so I'm really thankful for my helper and... My half, and so and um, so, be praying for us uh, and for our marriage, and that we will stand firm, and that Christ will be centered in our marriage, and that we will learn and will continue to learn how to love one another and to serve one another, and um, and so. But but I'm thankful for the gift of marriage, and it's a we want to be good picture. Uh, you know what Paul says? It's a uh, mystery, right, uh, between church and Christ. 
And so, so that's why we want to be that picture uh, to the world. And, and, and then non-believers can see that, that this is how Christ loved his church. And so, and so that's why we want to uh, pursue that in our marriage. And, um, and so be praying for us. We need your prayers. And um, yeah, thank you. You guys, any other questions? And we have five more minutes, right? Yeah, five more minutes. Could you tell us more about this meeting that you have? Um, maybe how often you meet with these other pastors? Where are they from? Are, um, are, do they speak Russian? Do they speak Kazakh? Do they, you know, how are, how are their ministries going? How do you guys encourage one another? Frequency, all that, all the fun stuff. Yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, we, we do meet like every month. Uh, so we just get together. Most of them are Presbyterian pastors. I don't know why I'm like Presbyterians, but uh, they fun. So we, we get together, we talk, and one of the churches that we part with, uh, we, uh, we decided to do um, conferences. Uh, and so we going through uh, nine marks of the healthy church. So we hosted last year on uh, membership and what is the church and membership. And Lord willing, uh, in last October, yeah, and Lord willing, uh, this coming November, we're going to do an evangelism. Uh, how to, as a church, collectively, how can we uh, share the gospel with non-believers? And so that's how we partner with them. And so we get together. They have some kind of a, you know, in America, you do have this uh, uh, gospel coalition or together for the gospel type pastors get to you. So we have similar to that, but it's very small. So we get together, we talk about, we pray, and, and we talk about the church issues, how we can help one another. And, uh, and, then, and also we collaborate to do conferences uh, for the believers and for the pastors. So, so it's, it's a really fun. We, we, uh, we enjoy and do that. There is no questions. Uh, I can finish this with prayer. And uh, uh, as I thank God for, uh, I'll thank God for food and go eat some food, right? <laughs> Holy Father, we come before you. Uh, we want to say thank you, first of all, for who you are. There is no one like you, and no one can compare to you. Father, thank you so much for loving us and you demonstrate your love in Christ Jesus. Thank you for sending him to die on the cross for sinners like us. You redeemed us. You bought us with your precious blood. Help us to not to forgive the gospel that not only saves us but cares us and keeps us. And help us to grow and become more um, and like Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing here in Martinsdale Community Church, that your word is centered in this church, that Christ is proclaimed. And I'm thankful uh, that they're partnering with me to proclaim this gospel that they preach here every Sunday so that uh, the nations can know how awesome and good you are. So many of them doesn't know you. And so I'm thankful uh, for this partnership uh, that I have with Martinsdale Community Church. 
to proclaim the gospel to all nations. Continue to do your work, Father, through the Holy Spirit. And we would do all those things um, for your glory and for our joy because you deserve that. You deserve uh, worship. Because in Philippians it says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are the Lord. And so that's why I'm in overseas to proclaim that, that you are the Lord, your sovereign Lord, and you reveal your sovereign grace to all who will come to you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for everything you have done and you continue to do for your glory and for our joy. Lord, I thank you for the food that we're going to eat and uh, the fellowship that we'll have. And we give all those things in your uh, precious hands. In the precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Money appetit. <laughs> yes, we have our picnic.